hey, there's technically no rule in the book that a dog can't play volleyball. We're talking Airbud Spikes Back on today's We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman. And just a warning, this show is not for kids, so turn this off and uh, play a sport with a really talented dog. Uh, so my guest today, uh, he's a very good friend of mine. If you're in the Philadelphia area, you can see him at the Philly Improv Theater as a part of the sketch team, The Decoy, as well as the improv team, Your Mom Sketch Comedy. And also, he's the co-head writer on Temple Smash. So if you want to clap your hands by yourself, uh, it's Tyler Bonner. Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for having me, Ross. I'm <laughs> such a smooth radio voice. Uh, so happy to be here. <laughs> So Tyler, Anna, this is actually kind of a big deal. This is the this is the first episode. What? Yeah, the one that started it all. Kid Flakes, people are gonna look back at the ruins of civilization and be like, "We were there." They're gonna see. They're gonna go back and listen to this one and be like, "Oh, the podcast was different in the beginning." <laughs> you know what? They were like still trying to find their footing and all. Yeah, like it didn't. It wasn't really good, but like it was. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, I also just realized I called your improv team, or your sketch team, an improv team, so that was my bad. Well, that's okay. They don't care. No, no. one cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's comedy. Who cares? So um, so you you uh, told me a couple months ago to watch this film, mm-hmm. Air Bud Spikes Back. What, what was your reasoning behind that? What's your history with this movie? <sighs> I really just, uh, out of the blue one day, put it on Netflix, um, Thinking that it was going to be good, I guess. I don't know why anybody watches anything on Netflix, but uh, yeah, I watched it on Netflix, and it was it was just such a surreal experience uh, watching the kind of logic that happens in kids' movies unfold. Yeah, I remember we we were getting dinner or something, and you were explaining the, the entire plot to me, and I did not believe you whatsoever. I was like, "This no bullshit. This does not happen in this way." It, it's a hundred percent unbelievable. Uh, listen, when you get to uh, number five uh, in a series based around a dog that can play sports. Like, um, I, I, this is also the only Air Bud movie I've seen. I've never seen any of the others. Have oh, you? No, I've never seen any okay, of the other ones. Okay, great. So <laughs> this is good. This is good. We're looking at the movie, the movie pure. Objectively. We, yeah. yeah. We don't have to look at like the, cause I think Air Bud was relatively well received. I could look that up, but mm-hmm. you know, I, it I made, uh, it. let's just say a 1.2 million at the box office. Let's just say. This movie or the first one? Let's say the first one made that much money at the box office. That's not a lot of money. Yeah. Well, let's let's just say. I mean, it was the 90s, so I don't know. Like, Well, in the 90s, $1.2 million is like $20 billion now because of inflation. That's great. But yeah, this movie is absolutely bonkers. So according, and uh, if you're listening at home, you can stream Air Bud Spikes Back right now on Netflix. And... uh, uh, just for a little background, uh, uh, Ross is a 61% match on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix says that. that I would like this movie, maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, according to the Netflix synopsis, a quote, having already thrilled audiences with his basketball, football, soccer, and baseball prowess, superstar Pooch Buddy is now conquering pro volleyball. Doesn't give you really like half of what this plot is. Also, not true. He never plays pro volleyball in the in the film at all. Well, I mean, if by pro volleyball you mean just like the seaside towns <laughs> teenage league that the entire town comes out for. There are so many teams in this town's volleyball league. Yeah, and well, the, it's just there's nothing to do in this town. There's like an ice cream shop, a volleyball tournament, and a dog race and a, a museum. Oh my god. Okay, so well, let's let's go through this movie. So it starts off with we see these two robbers. And they're sneaking into this museum to steal the jewel of eternity. Yes. And we're talking about uh, over the top. uh, I don't want to use the term uh, redneck, but over the top redneck stereotype uh, robbers, big mutton chops, uh, uh, tattoos, sleeves ripped off. 
uh, that sort of deal. Well, they look like the public domain version of the wet rag bandits from Home Alone. Yeah, like you could see the watermark over yeah, them in the entire they're like, film. Oh shit, that's like a trial version. Yeah. But these guys go to, and this is, they don't really specify where they are. All we, or, no, they're in California. They are in California. They're in some place in California. I want to say San Diego, because I feel like mm-hmm. San Diego is the go-to, like, oh, it's not Hollywood, but it's, yeah. like, cool still. <laughs> and there's this uh, just very small museum that is just having on display this priceless jewel. It is uh, just a giant diamond on a pillow. Like, imagine a cartoon of a diamond, and that's it. You know, because when you go to a museum, you go to see the really big diamonds on the pillows. Yeah, and like they have, it's they have an armored car and a police tail. Wait, also we have to explain how the robbers got in, even though right. it's a museum, <laughs> and they could have paid admission. They posed as plumbers. They got a truck, a plumbing truck, and everything, and all the gear. Just to sneak their way in, yeah, to a museum that you and could I re- just walk into. And I already into. forgot, but th- didn't they like shove a sandwich or something into the toilet so they would? N- it would, oh. it would definitely get clogged. They went in before, purposefully clogged the toilet, and then showed up as plumbers again, just like the wet rag bandits, <laughs> like to a T. But yeah, and so that's going on. And but they realize that they can't take the the jewel of eternity because there's um, a dog obstacle course almost <laughs> like sur- of laser beams <laughs> surrounding it. Laser beams that happen to be set up in the exact way that a dog obstacle course is set up. Cut to big day at the town fair, and uh, our main dog Buddy is competing in a dog obstacle course race and he wins and the robbers happen to be there and they look at him at buddy and they go that's how we'll get in it's perfect because there's also a vent they have to crawl through and they're wearing uh both hawaiian shirts with uh uh, tank tops underneath them and uh fingerless leather gloves at the time because like we want to know that they're bad but they could be you or me you know (laughs) oh also by the way uh buddy was uh coached by uh, the the protagonist, who's probably like, probably like twelve or thirteen year old girl, her younger brother, who's probably four, four. years old. Yeah, uh, he all he does is eat ice cream the entire movie because the prize at the big obstacle course is a summer's worth of ice cream, as I believe yeah. how he <laughs> described it. You know, one uh, very specific measurement, a summer's worth of free ice cream. And, like, later in the movie, the guy, the owner of the ice cream shop gets mad. Like, hey, you guys keep coming in for ice cream. It's like, <laughs> you gave a four-year-old unlimited ice cream for the summer. What do you think's going to happen? I also kind of got upset because he kept feeding Buddy ice cream. Yeah, and the four-year-old goes to the ice cream store by himself, like, with just with just him and Buddy, like, several times in the movie. Like, I'm sure generic San Diego is a very safe place, <laughs> but still. But there are also bandits around. That's true. Well, I mean, they're so subtle in their demeanor <laughs> and plotting. They also... And they fit in with those Hawaiian shirts. They disappear for so much of the movie. Oh, yeah. Because it gets focused on... So the main arc is the what's the girl's name i want to say andrea that sounds like a i think it is like a general um protagonist name but she she it is andrea so her and her family moved to california at the beginning of the movie and then she no it's they have been living in california but right in the beginning uh we find out that uh, her best friend is moving away. Oh, okay. And uh, it is her best friend's last day in San Diego with them. And uh, as sort of a a one last hurrah, they uh, walk to the beach and uh, get in the water with all their clothes on. Oh, well, that's that's a thing that always happens in movies that people are delighted at getting dirty. Yeah, and like, I'm not I'm not a, like a real lamo, but I mean, I don't I don't like just being in wet clothes. It's awful. And it's not like they were like, oh, let's go swimming 
how can we go swimming if we don't have a ba- have a bathing suit? Let's just go in our clothes. Like they just like ran into the water, like neck deep in their clothes, and then got back out and were like, "Wow, that's what we always used to do." And now yeah. we're moving away. And also, so yeah, so the the friend's gone, so Andrea is all alone. And her parents, at the beginning of the summer, and her parents are like, we're going to go, we're going to this real estate convention. And uh, their grandma, Grand Grand, is put in, in charge. And two things. First of all, these parents are gone for so long. They, they're they gone. Whole second and third act, I'd they're say. They're gone for at least three weeks yeah. to this convention. Because we see Airbud and Andrea simultaneously uh, trained to play volleyball well. Yes. And, and second of all, Grand Grand is absolutely nutso. So like <laughs> they do the they do the classic thing in a kids movie where it's like, "Oh, aren't vegetables gross?" which like, <laughs> come on, low-hanging fruit, guys. But she just makes these ridiculous vegetable dishes that like it's not even if you made a baked potato for a kid and you're like, "Oh, it's just like fries." She made uh, a lettuce and raisin sandwich. <laughs> she made cauliflower muffins and she she never gets mad at them for not eating, but she seems genuinely surprised that her uh, Andrea and her four-year-old brother are not eating this. And Andrea just almost seems like frustrated that she's getting these sandwiches rather than like, wow, my my grandma must have something wrong with her if she thinks that people want to eat lettuce and raisin sandwiches. She brings that to the beach. Yeah. That's her beach treat is a raisin and <laughs> lettuce sandwich. And we know that Andrea has money because so she starts a dog walking business so that she can raise money to to visit her friend. Yeah. Who's not in California anymore. And so that becomes a big plot line that doesn't really do anything. It's just like No, it's it's there Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's not a dog walking business. It's, um, she's babysitting. No, I think it is a dog walking business, isn't it? But no, no. Remember she printed out like thousands of full color flyers to put all over town for a babysitting business? No, it is dog walking. Remember, cause she's walking all the dogs. There's a, there's a big scene where she's walking all these dogs and, uh, then they all run away and then they, oh, they destroy the they town go to flea the market, t- flea market. And there's like this guy that has a bunch of American flags and he's, he, he's like very angry that, uh, they decimated his flags. And uh, all, like, these dogs run through, like, vases. It, there happens to be very precious, fragile goods all over this market that these dogs were in. And uh, uh, she has to pay all of these people back for what these dogs did. Which... In her dog walking slash babysitting. Because I think she, she might have done some of both. Because, like, she had yeah. her younger brother. So I don't right. know what Grand Grand was doing. Grand Grand was just... Grand Grand, I think... It, did nothing except well she had a parrot yes okay i was about to bring up the parrot the parrot um is classic just like just in the parrot is best suited for just a movie trailer yeah like right before the parrot talks imagine there's like a record scratch it's like and then it just says something dumb like i wrote it down uh in the same scene the parrot goes, oh, ice cream. And then later, like the button of the scene is ice cream for every meal. The parrot doesn't repeat things that people say. It has its own unique voice. Yeah. Uh, the parrot also sings at one point. I don't remember what the parrot sings. Oh, it sings the, doesn't it sing the cat food song? The meow? Does it do that? Does it <laughs> sing? <laughs> that also could not happen, but anything could have happened in this movie. I mean, we're in a, like, if you just kind of, like, suspend disbelief and just kind of be in this fun world of fake San Diego. <laughs> and so, and also, keep in mind, uh, Tyler and I both have seen this movie. We watched it a little while ago, but and we, I took so many notes because it was, it drove me crazy. It's wild. I, I think that um, my favorite scene uh in it and and what really drove me to uh to have to tell Ross to watch <laughs> it was the night before uh Andrea's friend moves away they have a sleep they have a sleepover in the backyard in a tent and um she it's like so 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 dramatic <laughs> and she's just like 
I made you something. And takes out, like, like this present, and they're just, like, crying. And I guess, like, it is sad to have a friend move away, but it's just, like, so, so heavy at this point. Well, it's also, she, Andrea's, like, 13 or so, and that's, like, a little too yeah. old to be, like, really crying. And, like, this, is, this was made in 2003, so the internet does exist. Yeah. She in could a, very In very a primitive easily. form, but definitely it exists. Yeah, but, like, AIM was a thing. Like, she'd be able to, like, chat with her. I also will say, if we're talking about the the camping scene, I got really pissed because uh, Andrew's mom yelled at them to, like, like, lights out, girls, it's time for bed. And it's like, this her her and her friends last night together. Fucking put a break on it, mom. The parents are classically out of touch. Yeah, uh, kind of like at Hugh Laurie in Cats and Dogs, <laughs> when he's he's like, "Oh yes, we're gonna go to your uh, baseball game. Our our team is red hot. Your team ain't doodly squat." And I don't know why I did it like <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, but I remember him sounding a lot like Jeff Goldblum in that movie. Yeah, like they they just have no idea what it's like to be a kid, and I guess that's the whole point of the movie is that kids would watch this and say, "Yeah." Mom and dad don't get me. But, uh, yeah, like, they are just, like, when when Andrea's saying goodbye to her friend, um, there is a moment where uh, Andrea's friend's mom honks the her horn and uh, is like, come on, it's time to go, <laughs> as if this isn't her last moment with her uh, for a very long time. Yeah. This movie is just, like, a lot. I, I had something else to say, and then I forgot. Oh, yeah. I In general, like, we should talk about just the dialogue of this movie. Because right. several times I was watching it, I threw my arms up, <laughs> and I exclaimed, like, did a robot write this? Because, like, it's... A lot of it is just so cookie-cutter, and it seemed like placeholder dialogue until they put, like, a specific... So two different things is... Uh, the parents are talking to each other. The ones, like the dad says, ready for the big holiday? <laughs> and the mom says, how are the preparations for your Brit, for your big presentation? <laughs> you know, like what parents do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it um, sounds like an Alexa has just written a dialogue that a husband and wife would have based off hearing it for like a couple weeks. Yeah, it's like those videos where it's like two robots talking to each other. <laughs> Um, and then also like the parrot at one point says rub a dub dub. And I do not, (laughs) I don't remember why. (laughs) Just so complex for a parrot to really say, well, I think we need to get to the love interest. Oh my God. He is a hunk. He's a surfer. I cannot think of his, he's the next door neighbor. He's the next door neighbor who moves in to replace Andrea's best friend and who just she's moved like, away. I hate you. I hate you. You'll never be her. And he's like, I just like to kick and play volleyball. And I'm on my skateboard. Like, <laughs> he, like he definitely skateboards up to her a bunch of times. Well, I remember he he like hops over the fence one day, and Andrea's little brother is playing in a cardboard box, right? Because he's pretending it's a choo choo train that's going to take him to the ice cream store. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. This and kid she, is very one note. <laughs> and she is, like, so, so, so embarrassed that this guy sees her playing choo-choo train to the ice cream store with She's with like, oh, my brother. God, stop it. She has to, like, pretend that, like, this is, like, the stupidest thing ever. Like, that's not a choo-choo train. <laughs> like, just to really save face in front of this guy. But also, like, he is notably, not to sound like a... A pedophile, notably not a cute kid. Like he is like yeah, he, ha- he has like that '90s hairstyle where it's like very just like curly and out. Yeah, like a very loose Jufro. Yeah, but very like, loose. His face is too long. Yeah, like he's not like your typical like Disney star. I was I was just thinking that like he's not a a Jonas brother. He's not yeah. any of the brothers from Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> and like if he's below Jonas brother, like you know how low he goes. Yeah, this kid I will say is even uglier than um, Lizzie McGuire's younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> there were some there were some ugly ugly kids on um, 
on on uh, even Stevens, I feel like once you got past. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Shia LaBeouf, got was, not Shia LaBeouf. A, was not a good-looking young man. No, that's true. They were all unique. Yeah. I remember, like, when when we were growing up, because Tyler and I are just a couple months apart in age, like, even Stevens was kind of, like, what people yelled about is, like, oh, kids today won't understand it. Right. Only 90s kids will remember, even though we're not really 90s kids. No, we are... I hate when people our age are like, oh, my God, let's go to the 90s bar crawl. And it's like... You you don't really remember the nineties. You yeah. just remember reruns. Like if if you remember nine eleven, you can be a nineties kid. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. And that's the importance of nine eleven. It helps us distinguish. Would you like to guess uh how much the budget for this movie was, Tyler? Hmm. I would like Keep in mind it is it was a direct to DVD sequel. Right. Direct to DVD. Um Well, they had to pay all of those golden retrievers. Yeah, there were four golden retrievers in this movie. Um, that played Buddy, not just that, yeah, that they did. Just were around. they just played Buddy. If, I'm you, gonna, if you want, I can give you a little bit. Like you can ask for like a threshold, and I can tell you if it's above or below. Okay. Um, I'm gonna throw out five hundred thousand as my guess. It's actually a, like quite a bit more than not crazy. Yeah? It's it was five million. Wow. Five million for this. This movie cost millions to make. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, like it kind of shows, I guess. It's not it's not like a beautiful looking movie. Uh I'm like trying to find the original Airbuds budget. And it was okay. Th- okay, this is interesting. The original Airbud, the budget was only three million. Wow. They got and more they had money. a theatrical release for the That's original right. Airbud. And Airbud didn't even make that much. It was only twenty seven million. That's like less than most movies like cost to make. Yeah. It's a strong profit though. Yeah. I mean, I mean let's, ju- let's just say that that's a strong profit. I think we could say that. <laughs> only nineties kids will remember how strong of a profit Airbud made. That and nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we're going to play a little game real quick, Tyler, and it's called Tag You're It. And how this works is uh, I want you to guess as best as you can the tagline for Airbud Spikes Back. Okay. So we already know that the title itself is very punny. Uh-huh. Not necessarily funny. <laughs> oh, and oh, and it f- is important to note that the title is Airbud Colon Spikes Back. Yeah. Not just Airbud spikes back, even though that's just a sentence. Yeah, so like, kind of like Star Wars: The Empire: Colon spikes Str- back. Spikes back. <laughs> yes. But yeah, and I don't think you are gonna get even close to the tagline. Okay. Because it's not it's not that good of a tagline, but you're a creative person. <laughs> um. So it, it there's a pun involved. There's a volleyball pun. Real. Kind of? <laughs> I feel I, like... I don't know if I would call it a pun. I feel like every tagline is like 25% of the way to pun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's more just like, oh, that's a phrase that I've heard of before, kind of. Right. And it's like, oh, wow, they really specified that to be about this movie. Um, huh. Like, your favorite pup back at it again. Or, or uh, this time he means business. Those are those are very good guesses. Uh, the actual tagline is, it's really boring. It's he's got the golden touch. Oh, like I guess it's a kind of a pun. Golden but I will retriever. say the original Airbud had a great tagline, which was he sits, he stays, he shoots, he scores. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good. a good one. Also important to note that. The title Airbud only makes sense for basketball because it's a play on like Air Jordan. I mean, oh, is that what it's at? What yeah. It oh shit. Yeah. It's like you got air in basketball. Well, I mean, I know I know that. I'm a sports guy. <laughs> Ross isn't too much of a sports yeah. guy. Tyler has a cheese hat on. <laughs> yeah, I just got back from the game. Uh, <laughs> but also, well, also Airbud spikes back. Like volleyball involves jumping in the air, and we see Airbud jump in the air a That's bunch true. of times. 
put most things involve air. Uh, you could put air onto the front of any uh, yeah, like an air, any air movie. France, Air France, British Airways, uh, Air Airplane, uh, my favorite movie. <laughs> I get, air I get why too. you would include air in the word airplane, but what's where did plane come from? Um, I think you'd have to have to ask a uh, plane planeologist or an airplaneologist. Oh, damn it. Probably. You know, next episode I'll have an airplaneologist on there. Yeah, we should, because like I, I would have a guess, but I don't want to throw the listeners You're off. right, because, I mean, in this era of fake news, yeah, we don't want our Twitter blowing up just being like, guys. Correction. Air, the word air comes from when you say the word error too quickly. And like, that's, I know that that's the right answer, but I, I don't want to, I'm too afraid to be wrong. Yeah, and like a hiccup is when you can make a real error. Yes. <laughs> That's right. So on that note, we'll be right back with more Airbud Spikes back. Stay with us. And we're back. Bark, bark. So we're here with Tyler Bonner <laughs> talking about Airbud Spikes back. That wasn't a real dog. That was just me. Uh, I got you, though. I was, I turned right around because I was like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, like I, I really grew up just studying uh, Jeff Dunham's work. Oh. Uh, that's, that's fascinating. Oh, they should have put Walter in this movie. That would have been funny. <laughs> if only we could have more uh, uh, stereotypical uh, mer- or, um, uh, ventriloquist uh, dummies in this movie, then that would have been a lot funnier. Actually, I wrote this down because it, it, it just threw me off guard. Because I was watching this and I realized, like, this is a very white movie just in terms of Oh. I haven't seen any person of color. I don't think there are any. The, the only two people of color that I that I could that I saw, like prominently featured in the movie, were the one security guard bringing the uh, <laughs> diamond or the jewel of eternity into the museum, and the kid that was keeping score at the volleyball game. <laughs> Those are the only two. But that stinks. Oh, oh my God! We haven't talked about the actual like games themselves. Right. So Airbud, so, so he just trains and becomes perfect at volleyball. He gets very good at volleyball. And Andrea isn't. So she really Andrea awkward. starts to play volleyball um, in order to win money to go see her best friend. That's right. Because she loses the, it uh, when the dogs mess everything up at the produce market. And she's also under the assumption that her teammates will give her all, all of the prize money. money. <laughs> Um, so she joins, but her team is just not good enough. Like they're just not going to win. Yeah. The Timberwolves, they're just, uh, <laughs> which is, yeah, that does, that's the name of a team. They're just like, oh, they're straight out of the school of hard knocks. <laughs> they're like the kids in kicking and screaming. Like they're just like putting the cup up and down on their knee. <laughs> so, uh, they are just, uh, not going to get that money. No. And, all of a sudden, one day, uh, surreptitiously, Airbud happens to uh, have a ball uh, kind of spiked near him. Well, it's the neighbor is trying to teach Andrea, right? And so the ball flies over to Airbud. I, I keep calling him Airbud. His name is Buddy. His name's Buddy. Not it doesn't Air matter. Bud. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and Airbud just starts ca- flipping it up and down like a uh, a seal, and the kid's like, "Oh, righteous." <laughs> <laughs> And then we get introduced to this coach character. Coach McKay. Coach McKay is quite the card. That's yeah. all I have to say about that. He is something else. He wears a visor, and I can't tell. I couldn't tell because it's the early 2000s, and I vaguely remember people wearing visors then. It was definitely a thing. But I couldn't tell because I know also Disney movies. Because uh, Coach McKay was a semi-adult so I thought they right. were also doing the thing where it's like, oh my god, adults are so dorky and weird. Right. But he also um, is, uh, at one point, during one of the very big games... Oh, the penultimate... It's the championship. Yeah. On the beach. Um, is biting his nails, and he makes it through all of his nails, and then grabs the referee, who is a... A cowboy. A Comically old cowboy <laughs> who also uh, plays um, Blue in the uh, old uh, old school movies or movie. Uh, oh. He's a very old man in that one. 
um, he he bites also bites his fingernails all the way, kind of like a an and, corn. And the old man is only kind of not okay with it. He's like, huh? <laughs> but that's really it. But the old man was also the referee. The old man cowboy was also the referee at the dog uh, obstacle course, where where the four year old won a summer of free ice cream. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, Bud, Bud, um, I guess. Uh, they uh, play through these matches, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the only the only problem is on the day of the big championship, Buddy's nowhere to be found. No, because this is when the robbers finally come back into the movie, and they lure Airbud to rob the very small museum with the priceless jewel for them. And you were also saying. There's no such thing as a priceless jewel before before we started recording. You said that that's just like a thing that doesn't exist. Yeah, you've like, you've never ever walked into a museum and been like, oh, and the priceless jewel section, and there's a little pillow. It's just like they light. they're like too scared to give a price that's like worth stealing. Because <laughs> I the Hope Diamond, which is arguably I think one of the like biggest diamonds, like one of the most expensive piece of jewelry in the world. Like they even say that it's worth like what like. 30 million or something like that. There's everything. Hey, everything's got its price. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Oh my gosh. But just, oh, also the Timberwolves. So as we said before, nothing happens in this town. No. Literally nothing. So the entire town shows up to the county fair and the dog uh, competition. They also show up in stat staggering numbers for the volleyball tournaments and the team appears on the front page of the local paper <laughs> several times like like often as if this paper only covers the local uh volleyball tournament it's like volleyball monthly or something like imagine how hard it would be to get anybody to come to outside of your immediate family come to a volleyball tournament yeah, you and i both try to get people to come to improv shows it's impossible it's impossible nobody wants to go but in this world everyone has tons of weekday free or, or week or it is uh, the summer i will give them right that. it is I the think. summer it's also it's california so it's always it's summer. always the summer <laughs> um I, do you hate those commercials for california where it's like a bunch of celebrities and like we're a bunch of, like, we're a bunch of crazy heads, and it's, like, them just hanging out. Yeah, and it's, like, a different celebrity, and then and one of like, them's Airbud, and it's, like, we're just kicking around the ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that is, that, that's kind of a, uh, of a little bit of, a, like, a movie cliche of um, having, like, these very small events with just so many people at these games like uh, like any sort of like high school football game yeah. in in a in a TV show or movie is just packed. I will say when I was in high school I went to maybe 3 football games and they all had relatively good attendance mm-hmm. and that always confused me. Like I'll give you college football cuz that you can like be an alumni or something alumnus but I mean high school football there were people that were not related to anybody there. They're just like, "Oh yeah, I live I live I live behind the schools, so I, I yeah. just kind of walked all off my front lawn and came over. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is weird. But there's always still, like, enough space in the stands, at least at oh, my yeah. high school, where it's like there's going to be empty spots. But at this volleyball tournament, and this is also a high school football game, which is a little bit, I guess, more important. Mm-hmm. Uh, than, than a middle school volleyball <laughs> game? <laughs> a middle school volleyball tournament. Uh, but it's just packed. Oh, also, uh, Toys R Us sponsors. Yes, the, um, and Aquafina. And Aquafina both sponsor this middle school volleyball tournament. Well, I guess it was like a tri-county tournament or something. There were a lot of counties. They were all home games, though. Yeah, Everybody they came all to them. been there. They had that sick square on the beach that was theirs. Right. Uh, also, Grand Grand uh, uh, always came with the four-year-old to, like, support uh, Andrea but she always, like, brought stuff to do. So, like, she brought an umbrella <laughs> and knitting. And, like, knitting is another just classic just, like, Disney and just kids movie thing where yeah. it's just, like, oh, like, oh, I'm just old, so I'm just going to be working on this thing. Like, I, I've i never had anything. I've had one thing knitted for me my entire life, and it was, like, my <laughs> high school girlfriend. Like, everything else, 
It's like, yeah, why would I why would I crochet you a hat? We're just gonna buy a hat. Yeah. My neither of my grandparents ever knit me anything. Uh grand grandmothers. Uh they uh I think my, my grandmother did that like uh uh kind of like like cross stitching where it would make like a fancy little scene. Yeah. Uh but I don't think she ever like I never got like Oh, I have to wear my grandma's crazy scarf that she knit me. And it's so itchy. Yeah. Also, I just remembered the the song. We were trying to remember what the parrot was singing. The parrot was singing Yankee Doodle Dandy <laughs> in the truck. And the, the robbers were like, hey, quit it. And he's like, Frank, I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. And yeah. And yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So... The security guard, uh, the security guard clogged the toilet, then just like ate a bunch of sandwiches while walking around, and then also, the he was asleep during a jewel heist. Yeah, <laughs> like they weren't even trying to be like that. Shh, someone's right around the corner. It was like the classic. He was snoring real loudly, feet up on the table. Yeah, I mean, there's a priceless jewel inside. You'd think that he would he would be awake or he'd get fired. But this is just, like, his everyday thing. He sleeps on the job consistently and just eats a lot of sandwiches. Yeah, but, I mean, finally, everybody catches wind because they're like, where is Airbud? And I don't remember how they discovered that Airbud was... Well, Airbud gives up. He is kind of bamboozled into getting the jewel. Right. But then eventually has, like, a... A change of paw. A change of paw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and decides to just book it through the whole town back to uh, the beach. Yeah. Uh, also, we never see Airbud drink water during this movie at all. <laughs> he never drinks water. He never... I don't think he eats food. Except for ice cream. Yeah, he just jumps and high fives. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I guess the parrot and Airbud are friends. It's not really clear. And, like... Could you imagine being the player on the volleyball team that, like, gets replaced by Airbud? You know what? Let's act that out. Why not? <laughs> All right. You want to see me, Coach? Ah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to take up the character of Coach McKay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Eee! Ah! Ooh! Ah! Yeah! Uh, Johnny! Mmm! Ah! Uh, so! How you doing? Doing good, coach. You you wanted to see me about the like. I'm really excited about the championship. Yeah, about that. So, you know how Andrea's dog is really good at sports yeah, and like, significantly better than Andrea. Oh yeah, and he's just like he's already been very. He's proven himself in basketball, baseball, football, football and, and soccer. Baseball. Oh, you already said baseball. Yeah. You, Johnny, you're a little slow, and that's part of the reason why I got you in here. Oh. So, anyway, Airbud needs a little bit of playing time. You play sometimes. Would you give Airbud a chance to play? (laughs) Or are you just going to, like... So, I I have to forfeit my spot on the team. Coach, this is my fourth year on the Timberwolves, and you're telling me this... Fucking golden retriever comes. I'm sorry to curse, but this fucking golden retriever comes in with his really untalented owner, and I'm the one that has to give up time. Yeah. Can I bite your nails? If if you let Airbud play, fine. Okay. And scene. Oh, boy. I just got a text from Lorne Michaels. He's like, good job. Good job. (laughs) But no, I... That's always the weird crutch of this movie. The series is just that they're like, yeah, why not let dogs do it? Mm -hmm. Because it always starts off with... And I I like how I'm just generalizing, even though I've only seen this one. (laughs) But I know it's how it goes. It's always like, huh, I mean, I we can let him play. It's kind of cute. It's kind of fun. It's it's like a motivator. It's kind of like a therapy dog almost. Right. But then they just kind of forget to 
like the rest of the team forgets to train as well. Mm-hmm. But also uh, t- during the championship and during like the the games when they're kind of moving on up in the competition, they are all so pissed. The crowd, the rest of the team, when Airbud misses a shot. Oh yeah, they're ruthless. And it's like, I get it that all of you are very invested in the Timberwolves' success, but at the same time, like. Why not take it up with the humans on the team? <laughs> like, for all intents and purposes, Airbud is just, like, getting this all by complete chance. Yeah, and also, for such a popular sport, for the entire town to be going out to see it, who put this wacky, visored man in charge of it? Like, there's got to be somebody in this town of people full of full of avid volleyball fans that knows more about volleyball than this guy. Kind of think, did we see him play volleyball at all? Because I think no, he, I think I he was think running so. a drill at some point, and I think he's very goofy when yeah. he's running it. I'm pretty sure he like falls over. Oh, he he falls in the well. Running in sand is kind of hard, right? And so he just but it's accompanied points. by like a whoosh, 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 sound effect. And the only thing happens. that Coach McKay is missing is like like dollops of sunscreen on his face. Yeah, if he had like a nose covered in sunscreen, that would that really make him a cartoon character. So anyway, I want to play uh, the teaser trailer for Airbud Spikes Back. It's like, it's so ridiculous. Like, just give it a listen. Air Bud is back in an all-new Disney adventure when a precious diamond is stolen. Bud is here to save the day. Okay, everybody! Buddy is in the game! Airbud spikes back. So yeah, there's there's that. And that would have been originally seen on a VHS for a different Disney film. Exactly. Uh, note how it doesn't mention anything about the robbers. No, it doesn't. Honestly, one of the greatest things I think humanity's had to try to answer is what is this movie actually about? And what actually happens in it. Because nothing really takes precedent in this movie. Not even the volleyball. And it's not even like we are introduced to all these random plot points and they come together in a really interesting way at the end. I mean, whatever. It's not like a Charlie Kaufman movie. But no, I don't know. You would think when they introduce things that something happens. Right. But it's just kind of like... It just kind of goes with the flow. Well, again, that's this is my theory about that this movie was written by a robot. Yeah. But we've talked a lot about this movie, and because it's a kid's movie, there's always a lesson in some nook or cranny of it. So what do you think the lesson of Airbud Spikes Back is? I think the lesson is um, uh, when you really, really need money uh, that you should work for it. Um, and then when that doesn't work, get, get your dog real good at a sport, join a team, have the dog join the team as well, and then convince the whole team to let you use all of the money from a tournament that you win. That's perfect. Just a universal lesson that all of us can relate <laughs> yeah, to. That we can all relate to. When at first you don't succeed, get your dog really good at a sport and ride that cash cow all the way home. Yeah. I mean, I, that's also a Disney thing, just, like, having animals do things for humans that are not necessary. <laughs> like how Snow White has all these woodland critters dress her every day. Right. Well, that's the Disney princess thing, is they all have, like, a little animal sidekick. Mm-hmm. Moana Which, has the chicken. Yeah, and we all thought it was going to be the pig, and we all got excited about yeah. the pig. Then we got fucked over. Yeah. I did not like that chicken. That was like the one thing in that I movie like where I was like, okay, 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 guys. Now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He was great. Yeah. He was great. Like, we can talk... Uh, I'm trying to find somebody to do Moana, but like, he he did great in the role. Like, it wasn't it wasn't stunt casting or anything. It was no. very much... Because he, he is from Hawaii. He's Hawaiian, I believe. He's from... Everybody's heart. Yeah. And also, but also they apparently, he was on a talk show, I think it was Ellen or something. And, uh, 
He showed a picture of his grandfather, and his grandfather looks exactly like Maui. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. But anyway, so now it's time to kind of crunch in the numbers, and we're going to rate this movie. So uh, for those of you listening at home, we rate this on four things. Audience respect, plot, acting, and humor. Tyler gets... uh, to vote, I get to vote. We both get our own scores, and we average it all together. Uh, scale from one to five. You can use zero if you want. Decimals are totally cool as well. So we'll start with you for audience respect. So how much respect do you think the writers, the directors, the creators in general had for the audience? Um, I'm going to say uh, it's almost like they had no respect but also at the same time, a lot of respect because it's not like there's like a big plot going on. And I think that's why there's no respect is that nothing really happens, but they're also not super like talking down to you about how nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to say that just because of, uh, of the characters of, uh, the, the very, uh, like, archetypal characters. Right. I, I think I'm going to go with with about a, a two for audience respect. You know what? I'm also right, at, right there with you with yeah. the two. I think, yeah, sure, like, there's more issues with the plot, and they're not necessarily being condescending, but it's also, it's a problem with especially direct-to-video movies is that they seem a lot more haphazardly put together, and they seem... Like, this is Airbud 5, so at this point, they're really just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. And just all the all the little things to, like, just appeal to kids. Like, oh, ice cream. Oh, vegetables. Like, that puts it down. And I, and I guess we'll get more to that when we get to uh, plot, but that's a two for me as well. But, so, you kind of hinted at plot before. What do you think? Um, so, the plot is... Uh so much happens, but none of it is really motivated by anything else that happens in it. Um, it almost seems like they had like, they were like, oh, we know we need these things. Like, we know that we want these like silly robbers. We know that we want the this like ice cream gag. We know that we want uh, him to play volleyball, which, by the way, is an absolute afterthought in this film. Like, the idea of him playing volleyball is not, I would say, maybe, like, the third most important thing that happens in the movie. Um, So, I would say uh, I'm going to be pretty... I think I'm going to have to give this, like, a a 1.5 for plot. Whoa, 1.5. But, I mean, again, you're making... Good points. Like, I will say, there was... It is... There is a plot. It's pretty linear. Yeah. Stuff happens, and there are almost consequences to it. Right. And I've seen movies that are a lot worse and that are so much more haphazardly put together than this movie is. Mm-hmm. So, I think... This might be... Cra- I don't know if this is too high, but I'm going to give it a 2.5. That's... Hey, man. Listen, a lot of stuff does happen, and a lot of it is causal, but it's just like... It's not sophisticated. It's not not like, this happens, so this happens, but this happens. It's not like the the Trey Parker, Matt Stone thing. It's very much just like, this happens, and this happens, and this happens, and this happens. Yeah, and it never builds up to anything. No. It never builds down to anything either. Like, it's not like, beginning, 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 beginning. Whoa, we're getting to the middle. Crazy stuff's happening. Crazy stuff's happening. Climax! I cannot tell you what the rising action in this movie is. No, like, there's like, if you have ever taken a middle school English class, you would be lost to put this on a plot diagram. Uh, that pyramid, you'd be like, I have no idea where to go with this. Yeah. Uh, what about the general acting? So we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of kids acting yes. in this. Um, I would say that the, the four year old plays about one Objective and his objective is I don't want to be acting. <laughs> <And he laughs> They're always, gonna say get ice cream. <laughs> it, 
if he if there was a good child actor, if there was a good four year old playing this part, that's what it would have been. I gotta go get ice cream, but mm-hmm. it was a hundred percent. I don't want to be acting right it's now. It's kind of like that uh, that funnier die video with the the little girl landlord Pearl. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like they're just like okay, just say this and then we'll <laughs> we'll move on. Like you can tell that like somebody on set had to say his lines like two seconds before they started rolling or 100%. maybe even just while they were rolling for him to say it back. And he just always seemed to have like an angry look on his face. I feel like all the time. Well, I mean, he was probably like mid shitting his pants. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he had a diaper for sure. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that reminded me of like my childhood and not a fun way. I didn't have a diaper when I was four, mind you. <laughs> But, like, I was still figuring out toilets completely. <laughs> we all were. Um, I, like, remember one time, like, bragging to my mom about pooping in the toilet. <laughs> and she, and she like, came to see because I think that was, like, still the phase of, like, like you show them that mm-hmm. you did it su- successfully. But I flushed. And I remember telling her, like, oh, it's okay, mommy. Like, I'll, I'll make sure you see it next time or something <laughs> like that. Which, like, if it was anybody older, like, if I said that now to my mom, it would be psychopathic. It's even yeah. a little bit weird to say that as a four-year-old. Like, it's okay. I'll save my next poo for you. But uh, I remember I definitely, I peed the bed, like, uh, I think through, like, first grade. And I don't know if that's, like, late to pee the bed. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I don't think it's crazy late. Yeah. But I remember being, like, pretty embarrassed and, like, what if my friends find out? <laughs> Your first grade friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I peed the bed. I didn't really pee the bed. I did once a while ago, but not as long ago as you'd think. <laughs> and it wasn't, and it was just like a completely freak thing. Like I was asleep and I had to pee and in my, and like I was so comfortable in bed and I was just like, oh, well, I got to pee. And then I realized like about halfway through what I was doing. So I ran. Right. And then you like. started peeing in a dream or something like that. Yeah. And then start. like going down to my mom at like two, I was like 16. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, Mom, I peed in the bed, mother. But I, don't worry, I'll save the next one for you. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, I'm so sorry. I like, I don't know what happened, but I, I like peed the bed. And she's like, it's okay. I'll check. Like, she didn't even look at me. She was like doing work. And she's like, it's okay. I'll, I'll do that. I'll take care of it. That's nice. Yeah, it was very nice. Shout out to my mom <laughs> if you're listening to this, which you probably are. Because yeah, you, you're supportive and I appreciate that. But anyway, so acting. So acting, um, I think Andrea did a pretty good, good job. I think she was okay. Um, yeah, she, there was some gen, uh, genuine strife. Yeah, and like, sure, a lot of it was overplayed, but I think it was much funnier that way. So like, I'm on board. Uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll go with a with a a three for acting. Three. Yeah. See, I I would give it if we were if we were looking at the child actors and exactly what you said, but also the adult actors were just as like over the top and stuff. And I guess for some reason, a lot of kids movies that I've seen, they always play it. Like everybody has to wear their emotions on their sleeve Mm -hmm. and just like be overly happy, overly silly, overly evil. And I get that people don't think the kids can pick up on nuance, but Kids are really smart. I was a camp counselor for a couple of years, and like if I was in a bad mood and I was just like a little quieter than usual, they would pick up on mm-hmm. it. And like Grand Grand, she was fine. Like she did the she she was the best. I think she did the. Grand she did a good job. Uh, I also think that the writing was so bad that the adult actors really had a, an uphill struggle mm-hmm. to make it not over the top. You know, I get that, but. Like, when you're wearing fingerless leather gloves with a mustache and mutton chops and a Hawaiian t-shirt breaking into a uh, museum to steal a giant Mm -hmm. diamond, a priceless gem, I think, like, you're really struggling to not be uh, a cartoon character. Yeah, and absolutely I give the actors some credit because, like, I've directed actors and... It, the what I the final product isn't that great because like I'm not a perfect director but I I don't know like I would I would have been curious if they if the actors made bolder choices because I think all of them are capable of and the woman that played Grand Grand she was the Linguini's mom in Master of Disguise oh yeah 
another oh. fun, crazy movie. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give the acting a two. Okay. Because I think the kids did a very good job as child actors. Like no Stranger Things. But, right. Uh, but they did a relatively good job. But it's just like the adults were so like cartoony. Mm-hmm. And I think even a kid would maybe look at that and be like, "Oh, that was that was weird." Mm-hmm. Because it, it reminds me a lot of, like, iCarly acting. Yeah. Or, like, Drake and Josh. All those, mm-hmm. like, Dan Schneider shows where it's just yeah. like... Look, <gasps> we, lo- we, we <laughs> love your work, Dan Schneider, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. Great shows. Love Drake and Josh. But, like... Never saw Zoe 101. It was... It was good. It was, like, a little bit... I think it was, it like... It was, like, a different feel than the other it ones. It was a different feel. And also, it was, like, a little bit, like... I think it was a little bit before... Um, like, I wasn't, like really into it like mm-hmm. I think it was like it seemed like an older kids show I remember that yeah it seemed kid. a little bit more targeted to like teens like almost like Dan Schneider trying to do something more along along the lines of like one or something like yeah. that yeah yeah because it wasn't as colorful it's still very colorful but not as yeah and they had colorful the thing was is like the exception was that there were colorful characters rather than Ooh. like the whole show yeah, being victorious. It was just like neon. Yeah, <laughs> in a good way. Um, and then finally, humor. What did you think of the comedy in this movie? So, here's the thing. Yeah, I laughed very hard at the movie, but not because it was funny. Because it was so bad. Mm-hmm. So, I. I have a hard time deciding. Do you, are you talking about is it actually funny or is it funny to watch? Uh, you can interpret it any way you like. Okay. I sh- should specify that, but I'm not going to. I guess, you know, to be a true objective watcher of the film and to, like, not take into consideration, like... Uh, like, if you were a kid watching this or, like, if you were a parent watching this with your child. Okay. If I was a parent watching this with my child, I would say that this is an incredibly unfunny film. Um, But if I was me watching this on Netflix because I was bored, uh, I would think it was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I I had a great... Like, it's very much, at least for me, and you and I are both like 20-something millennials looking at this with uh, some ironicism and being like, oh, it's so bad, it's funny. Like, you could definitely look at this kind of in a sense of, like, The Room or Birdemic yeah. or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I think they're definitely... The part, for me at least, I, I didn't find a lot of... I, couldn't, I can't even think of things that were, like, supposed to be funny versus yeah. just, like, over the top. Right. Anything that was supposed to be funny was really just, you know, just so over the top. But it's also over the top is, like, kind of the whole thing in this. Right. It's almost the style and again, like if I had be... seen any other Airbuds, I can like try to compare and be like, oh, like I get it. It's the whole campiness of it. Right. But I don't from what I've seen of the first Airbud, I've seen bits and pieces. It seems like it's also very it's a very serious movie. Because I think that the plot is like the other teams like do not want Airbud to play. Like, Rightfully so. Right. They're because Airbud's <laughs> good and they're intimidated and they're like, they're, that is not allowed. And I think it's kind of like a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and this seems to be more like, yeah, like a kid's like sitcom show where like... Yeah, because it's like, it's like a summer movie. Yeah, like in the, at the end of the day, everybody's going to be okay in, uh, you know, San Diego. Right. In fake San Diego. Um, so I think I'm going to land it at a solid two because I, I'm stuck between the one... Of whether it's intentionally funny and the three of whether it's uh, just funny to watch. So I'm going to give it a two. Respectful. I am giving it a 1.8. Okay. Because I think, yeah, I agree that I there, we're kind of in this uncanny valley of trying to figure out exactly what the point of the humor is and where it actually is. But yeah, I, I think definitely as an adult watching this, I was looking at it kind of ironically and being like, oh my God, it's so bad. It's good. And, and I guess this is kind of one of the cruxes, cruxes, crutches of the podcast. Uh, Crucifixes. Yeah. Thank you. One of the crucifixes of the podcast is just uh, that I can't really go back in time 
and think like a five-year-old. Well, in the future, maybe, depending on how long this That's pod- true. podcast goes, time travel could be invented any day now. Boy, knock on wood, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I'm very close with you, but I think just... there. I can't think of any that many legit jokes... Because I think this was this w- could have been kind of home alone with the robbers. Right. Or... Yeah, that's a good point. It's a little similar to Home Alone. It's like if Home Alone was mixed up with a whole different movie. Like, we're with, like, two other whole mo- right. different movies. Because, like, Home like Alone Like, if Airbud and, like, Bad News Bears. Yeah, that is what it is. It's, like, Bad News Bears mixed with the original Airbud mixed with Home Alone is what you get. And it's like the unique campiness of each of those films is okay in those films, but once you blend them together, it's like the whole world's crazy. Yeah, and it's also like they're I'm confused what the reality of this movie is. Yeah. And that's I think a problem with a lot of Disney Channel and kids. I keep I've said this several times already today just like uh things in kids movies and Disney movies and blah blah blah. But there, everything is just so high level and over the top that it is kind of hard to peg down like an entry point. Yeah, and I guess that they tried to get the entry point in with like Andrea's best friend is moving away. Yeah, and that they tried to get it in with like this real like emotional beginning. She almost but, gets over it. Like she kind of forgets. Right, because she just so much happens. Like it just. It's, like, I guess kind of realistic in that, like, in real life, a lot of stuff happens. But, mm-hmm. like, for a kid's movie, like, a lot of stuff happens that does make... It is It does make sense. Like, it's caused by something. Sure. But it's just, like, so off of, like, her goal that it's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, like, if it was, like, her friend's dog. Or just, like... Or even, like, if her friend was, like, oh, I'm gonna come see you play volleyball sometime... Then like yeah. her working up. Who knows? We're not screenwriters yet. <laughs> Maybe someday we will. But anyway, uh, let's crunch these numbers. Okay, the numbers are crunched, and Airbud spikes back, comes out with a two point one. So that's like a D minus. Crunchy. Yeah. Mm, crunchy. Crunched those numbers up, and this is what we got. Airbud spikes back. A crunchy good time. Yeah, that could uh, be a good one. Yeah, that would that would be like a mashup of Airbud and Hero Dreams of Sushi. <laughs> Hey, yo, what should the tagline have been? What do you think? For well, Airbud Spikes yeah. Back? What's a better one? Um, well, it's hard because the other movies have all the different punchlines. Right, all the sports ones. Like Game, Set, Fetch, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or um, uh, like... Like a, a just another day in the sun for... A, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, these are hard. Just to come a up walk with. in the bark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Set. Uh, bump. Set. Spike. Oh, they should have they they should have had a different dog named Spike. And he that has like a, he a has different a, volleyball And he has like team. a mean like collar with like spikes coming out of uh-huh, it. And he's like a bulldog. And he's on another volleyball team. Have they gotten to that level yet in Airbud where they had a different team that is using a very good dog to play against? I don't against know them? if they do. If okay, so if if you're listening still and you think <laughs> that if there is another Airbud that has uh, an a antagonistic rival, an antagonistic dog, uh Use the hashtag uh, antagonistic dog in other Airbud movies that aren't Airbud Spikes Back. That hashtag that people. Is that, so I think that's use. over 140 characters. <laughs> it's 139, sure. and then just put a Y or an N for whatever. Or like the dog, no the puppy emoji. Yeah. So yeah, whatever hashtag the Tyler says, or easier enough, hashtag dog on it. Yes. So do that. Yeah, hashtag dog on it or hashtag antagonistic dog in the Airbud series. That isn't that isn't spikes back. That isn't Airbud spikes because back. Because me and Ross really haven't seen the rest of them. Yeah. Like even the, he's friends with the parrot. He's friends with the other dog. I'm also surprised that we never heard Airbud talk or think. 
Yeah, well, like, they don't guess, get to that until Air Buddies. That's true. But, like, I guess that's kind of cool that they had that integrity through five Air Bud movies that they weren't like, let's just do a look who's talking. Keep in mind that there are nine Air Bud movies total, including well, all the, buddies. the spinoffs with the buddies. I think all the, the buddies, I think they, they all talk. Right. So does Popstar. And Popstar. I think Popstar makes ten. That's my favorite sitcom. <laughs> Popstar makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, oh my gosh. You guys, you need to see the trailer if you haven't already for Popstar. Because they also anim- they well, they animate the mouths in the Air Buddies one, but mm-hmm. it's so creepy f- for a bunch of dogs singing. Because it's, it's, it's like too many dogs. Yeah. Too many dogs. <laughs> too many dogs. But anyway, um, Tyler, do you have any final thoughts on Air Buds Spikes Back? <sighs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that um, I wish that I could uh, make something as accidentally funny uh, as um, Airbud Spikes Back was to me the first time I watched it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like, that's as, what I took away from it. I still remember this. It had like a pretty solid soundtrack. Oh, yeah. The music was pretty good. That's, I think they spent a lot of their budget on music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's really it for me. We covered a lot, but it's just like this movie just like gave me a headache. <laughs> oh yeah, wait. Okay, does Airbud know all the rules? Um. Yeah. Well, he never messes up the rules, so we can only assume that he does know all the rules. Yeah, because also in the teaser, um, he uh, Airbud jumps up. And is like about to spike the ball, and he's in the air just a little too long. <laughs> well, because they always have to cut to fake dog arms every time he uh, hits the ball. Um, so yeah, it's always just like those arms are a little bit too still for him to be yeah. like flying through the air. Oh my gosh! But yeah, uh, feel free to share your thoughts on Airbud Spikes Back. Tweet at us, leave a comment, all that jazz. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything that you want to plug? Um. You could uh, you could check out um, my uh, my Vimeo. Uh, <laughs> Very responsible uh, uh, for uh, some short uh, sketches uh, if you want to. What are you on Vimeo? Um, I am. Uh, if you just search Tyler Bonner, uh, I should be the one with the snow hat on in my picture. <laughs> I don't know exactly what uh, my username is. That's fair enough. Because Vimeo is weird. Vimeo is weird. You can you can make a custom uh, name, I think. Can you? Yeah, because I, I think I have one. I think I did that recently. Yeah. But anyway, uh, and you can find me uh, on Twitter at Mr. Wiseman, M-I-S-T-E-R-W-E-I-S-M-A-N. And uh, feel free to follow KidFlix. That's this podcast that you've been listening to for the past hour and 10 minutes uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at KidFlixPod. Send us an email, KidFlixPod at gmail.com. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me. Thank, thank you so you. much for recommending this movie. Yeah. Oh, I have one more plug. Oh, um, sure. Just uh, <laughs> cashews. Check them out. They're better than you'd think. Is it because did you look over and see that I had a jar with cashews in it? Yeah, and I want some of them. And this was like the best way for me to ask <laughs> them because I'm not sure if they're decorative cashews. Oh, no, I eat them. Oh, cool. Because they're in like... Guys, they're in kind of a small jar, and it's a it's a milk bottle, so it's like maybe that's just like it's a very part of quirky. his. Yeah, maybe that's just a part of his. I will say style. the mix has way too many uh, almonds in it. Like hey, I, I like almonds, but I'm a I mean, fan of all nuts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll get in on it if you could like get rid of one nut. Um, you. Oh, <laughs> that's Tyler for you. Uh, But anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week with a brand new episode. So, bye-bye.